Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Adrienne Lopez, Integrative Awareness Coach. For those of you that might know, not know me, or this might be your first time listening to my podcast. This week's episode is entitled Ground Zero. And as you may know, for those of you that are <clears throat> that have heard my podcast before, usually my topics that I share each week are related not only to my own um, inner work that I'm doing, because it's never separate from my coaching work that I do with individuals. So this topic, Ground Zero, is directly related to um, my own internal processes, growth, development, and I share these these um, episodes each week um, because as someone who's energetically sensitive, you might as well be energetically sensitive to normalize this level of understanding and experience so it's not um, kept silenced or um, unrecognized as a um, as a valid um, epistemology or ontological perspective about how it is living when you're extra sensitive to the energies around us uh, that are on so many different levels. So this topic ground zero has come up because that's what it feels like to me right now. Um, it feels like um, all of this internal growth and the shadow work um, that I've been doing is not just individual because we're all connected in a larger collective or community and part of this work is uh, realizing the importance of community and our place in it and so today that's kind of what I want to talk to you about um, in regards to um, reclaiming a safe secure sense of self and what that means and why many empaths uh, never had the opportunity to do that and um, I you know everything in this uh, 3d space is 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 a form of duality so on the other side of empaths you have what has been labeled narcissists <clears throat> and it's a product of the same condition not feeling safe in one's selfhood and part of healing is when you're coming back to a sense of security um, in a sense of authentic selfhood not the um, shadow that we've been given called the ego um, is reclaiming your place in in the human family and it is reclaiming your right to have an equal seat at the table to know that you have value to be seen to be received and appreciated in that value because that's your light and it deserves to be recognized 
and um, seen as the gift that it is <clears throat> and that there is more than enough for everyone. And so this really comes down to um, what I have called uh, and what I do call um, the integration of awareness. And this is a, a process of, um, I guess the easiest way for me to explain it is to integrate unresolved emotions and energies back into our nervous system that have gotten stuck and then hardened into ways of being hardwired into our brain, which we now call our personality. Um, and so, um, you know, I think probably going through my own self-healing journey and then also being an educator and, um, spending large amounts of time being educated regarding cognitive development, how the brain processes information or doesn't, um, learning um, disabilities or cognitive deficit deficits, <clears throat> but like the brain, um, is like a muscle and we can train it or rewire it as they found in, um, studies regarding neuroplasticity and specifically in, uh, learning. Um, I had the benefit of working for an educational company that was doing research with universities around the country and internationally um, doing MRIs and looking at brain activity before a certain instructional treatment and then six weeks after and verifying that there are new neural pathways being lit up in the brain through targeted uh, practice uh, regarding a specific, um, what they called a cognitive deficiency in how the brain processes information. And that affected their ability to read and do math, processes, process any form of like representation um, on different levels um, and different types of deficiencies. But when you take this outside of a classroom and you look at like a larger picture of how the brain processes information and how um, it gets um, atrophied or fails to develop fully. Um, some people can say, well, this is just a matter of um, inheritance. And it's true that these patterns do run in families, but they're also a product of emotional um, psycho-spiritual state that really can't be separated. And it's unfortunate as far as I'm concerned that um, spirit is taken out of everyday life and put into religions and churches when it's actually our nat it's our nature. We are not purely physical bodies. We also have a life force, whatever you want to call this. Um, it's the non-material aspect of who we are. Um, and if you're a, a purist, a materialist purist, you might say, well, it's a product of your material brain. But there are so many unexplainable um, aspects of our functioning that can't be reduced down to um, our material 
aspects that quantum physics has shown us that what happens between that there's not a clear cut partition between um, the atomic and subatomic realities. Like what, where does the um, physical stop and the non-physical begin um, when we look at that um, everything that we can see in the material world is actually 99.9% .9 empty space. So this is what I'm referring to in that there's more at play than the science can explain through material measurements. And I understand the desire and the need to distinguish, um, you know, distinct domains of religion and traditions. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be or that that's not a necessity for people or that's something that's really served people well. But it's also been a disservice because it's disconnected people from the holistic um, nature of who they are and has made um, a distinction between um, the banal everyday life and the sacred. Um, when, um, for me, as a um, spiritual teacher and energy healer, see that there, there is no true partition between those two. So, not to get too far off topic, this idea of ground zero is getting to the place where um, the shadow self, this self that was produced out of not being safe, not feeling safe, not feeling secure, um, not feeling supported, um, not feeling a spaciousness to, to show up in the authenticity of your experience and not having any social space to, <clears throat> to acknowledge that truth and to be held in the grief that naturally arises out of being alienated from one's truest experience and self and then having it normalized so much so that when you approach to uh, someone to have a conversation that um, that they get angry or defensive or um, or can't imagine how their cognitive hard drive, you know, we're born with with everything that we need, this intelligence that is built into our body, most cases, unless there's a severe mutation. Um, but then there's a huge impact of our environment around us, um, our ability to be nurtured, um, our ability to be seen and heard and loved and appreciated and um, allowed to be in our experience without it having to mean something to another um, about, you know, their self-worth or their authority or their view of the world. And this is where the ego battle comes in. So, um, as a student of 
philosophy and um, world traditions, um, Sufism, Advaita Vedanta, uh, or non-dualism, yoga, meditation, vipassana, vipassana meditation. Um, over the last twenty years, <clears throat> and then my work also as an NVC practitioner, um, which is a skill-based um, skill-based practice of nonviolent communication where individual and group needs are um, the foundation of communication itself. And then my practice as a, mindful, a mindfulness-based educator, um, bringing that into schools and districts with students and teachers and parents. Um, and through my own healing journey through trauma, and my work as an educator in the classroom, seeing firsthand and witnessing um, how um, students can become emotionally and cognitively um, blocked in their development and their learning processes and their ability to access their fullest potential. So, <clears throat> Um, all of this has uh, kind of accumulated to the work that I do now, and I wanted to share it with you today um, because I think it's so essential to um, being fully self-expressed in your lifetime and feeling empowered and feeling free to create and have the life and the level of love in relationships that you truly deserve. And why this has been so restricted for so many people where they are experiencing um, suffering and conflict and very dysfunctional relationships, um, not being able to, um, you know, develop a, a sense of self-worth and self-esteem um, where they can um, create equal partnerships where their needs matter and as well as other people's needs there's like a reciprocity that is key and that they didn't ever learn the skills um, because they just weren't available for people and um, didn't even know that um, that version of reality existed so by using trauma-informed theoretical and practical frameworks um, to address these internal, well, first internal and then relational conflicts, um, I work to create skills and insights to help individuals sustain um, and transform their level of intimacy in their relationships, first with themselves and then with others. And this is a multidisciplinary approach, and it <clears throat> pulls from um, my vast uh, field of professional 
formal experience of working with um, people in regards to opening up their um, cognitive access through um, somatic experience because the when you look at the way people learn um, some people can learn auditorily others have to um, practice it what I'm saying it's it's embodied learning is embodied and so um, all that programming uh, that emotional psycho spiritual programming that we all receive growing up that is often incomplete or ill-informed or missing um, essential factors like uh, security and safety and collaboration um, <clears throat> that often becomes reactive so when we look at the system of fight flight or freeze um, the fight or flight is reactive side of our brain and um, the freeze is the part that shuts down um, in our brain and so <clears throat> I'm looking at how our evolutionary um, systems of survival actually are creating our responses in our body which are creating this um, are impacting and actually creating the stories that we have about who we are um, and so if I can offer um, people the tools to start recognizing their cognitive patterns as um, as evolutionary adaptive survival response um, so people can begin to be at choice about how um, they're reacting and then of course how other people are showing up in their lives and this is happening you know we develop this sense of self this programmed um, hard that becomes hardwired and then becomes um, a level of inflexibility to some degree for you know it's all on a on a range some more than others um, but trauma as I've defined before in other on other occasions for me is anytime that we are pulled out of our own presence so anything um, that triggers us to uh, not be present whether we're pulled to the past or um, worried about a future anxiety having anxiety about what hasn't occurred yet <clears throat> um, and this is um, a response of our nervous system trying to create control over things it has no control over in actuality so um, when we begin to educate ourselves about this we can bring ourselves back to ground zero and this is what I'm referring to I've spoken about this a lot um, and it's spoken about in lots of traditions to, to the zero point 
which is the fool card in the tarot. It's um, the child in Christianity, the Christ child to become as a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, to uh, in Buddhism, the beginner's mind, and this is all referring to a state of consciousness where we are in the present moment and we forget I shouldn't say we forget we no longer let our experience be determined by our biological programming that has become an automated system of reaction fight flight or freeze and that takes us out of the present moment um, which just empowers us and for many, <clears throat> constructs the story of the victim or the villain or the hero. Um, when uh, our humanity is so much more expansive than, than those roles determined by our survival functioning in our brain. So this is, as you can imagine, no small um, path and much of our trauma is produced through interpersonal relationships and our neurobiology is produced through interpersonal relationships how we attach if you've studied attachment theory or know about um, secure attachment so for example as children in our infinite wisdom um, we depend on our caregivers, our parent, um, to regulate our own nervous system. But if we have a caregiver who's unregulated, um, un not present because they never develop their own secure functioning or ability to create their own internal sourcing of security, um, then we also will mirror that um, that same insecure attachment. And it's not like a choice. It just, um, that's what consciousness does. It mirrors what it sees as children. We are just downloading tons and tons of information. And we don't have the ability to, um, at that young, tender age we we don't have discernment we're simply downloading uh, versions of ways of being that are around us and <clears throat> it's not till we become fully you know our prefrontal cortex um can become fully come fully online that are we are able to go back and rewrite rewire our brain intentionally so um, because complex trauma as I mentioned happens in um, in interpersonal relationships its recovery is also grounded in interpersonal neurobiology in integrating a coherent blend <coughs> of um, energy, life energy that was not um, able to run its 
course or to be fully integrated into um, the context of the logical mind and then also um, not only what we call the ego but um, our observer awareness that part of our brain that can observe without um, judging or creating moralistic judgments of people right wrong good or bad um, but just noticing behaviors noticing what's unfolding in the present moment and creating uh, the container to um, hold in compassion as dr marshall rosenberg the founder of nonviolent communication said that every human action is in service of a human need whether that's conscious or not most often it is not conscious unless a client <clears throat> or individual has done intentional work to shift a reactive or a shutdown pattern to a receptive secure um, functioning one and so um this uh, work um, can be done independently, um, but it also helps to have a mentor or someone who has covered the territory, um, has made the journey <laughs> prior, and can offer feedback and input into the whole process. and. Um, the pitfalls and how you can um, get s stopped along the side of the road for weeks or months or years. And so really, um, it seems to me, just through my own personal um, experience of the energy right now, um, and I, and I want to say, in some regards to this entire year, um, for me personally, I've been clearing out um, my individual unconscious waters. And when I say waters, I'm talking about life energy, because it is like a stream <clears throat> of energy, which can be metaphorically related to our emotional waters, which are our primal life force. And for many of us, we weren't allowed to freely express our emotions without being um, judged or shut down or silenced. And so um, one of the things that I've been looking at especially is, um, you know, in families specifically, how pain is silenced, like there's no space for it because... Um, one, most people haven't learned the tools to hold another person's pain without making it about them or taking it personally. Um, and so, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still getting over my cold. That's why I have this nice warm <laughs> um, neck wrap on and my hot tea. Um, so forgive me if I cough now and then. But, um, and so this is, um, 
you know, this, this process of reclaiming the seat at the table of the collective community is about reclaiming your relationship to self. Um, and trauma creates a disconnection of self. It creates um, not really having a, um, a never de being able to develop a strong sense of self. So um, it's really difficult to start reprogramming something that you um, never got to fully develop. And so that's another experience um, that can be very tricky in this process um, to traverse. And um, so, and then there's, um, so that it's like every time I'm doing the work or you're doing the work and you're clearing the shadows of these un life unwitnessed, it gets pushed down, not only in our own personal consciousness, but the collective consciousness. And then you multiply that by how many people do we have on the planet right now? 7 billion or is it 8 billion now? And, um, those unconscious waters are that are, are invisible, uh, are still influencing our day-to-day -day life because they haven't gone away because they haven't been processed. They haven't been witnessed and they haven't been seen. And as I've often said, is life, life will not be denied. It's going to be, it's going to be felt. It's going to be, um, the effects of it are going to be seen and experienced, um, whether we like it or not, whether we're conscious of it or not. And this can come up in lots, limitless ways because consciousness is um, massively, um, infinitely creative. And so either we can do this work intentionally or in unintentionally. Um, but what I'm saying is that all this year specifically, I have been called to be clearing out my personal unconscious waters, which is directly related to all the intergenerational trauma I inherited. And, um, it definitely affects the collective. There's no individual that's not part of the collective. There's no unconscious energy that was put there, um, independently of the collective. That's what I'm saying. So, um, <clears throat> So this ground zero energy is, um, first of all, um, I guess for me, just the depth of the realization of what I've been doing. And the awareness that not everybody understands what I'm doing or can relate to what I'm doing. And largely in my birth family, they have, they have no idea what I'm talking about. In fact, some of you 
right now may have no idea what I'm talking about. And some of you might feel like this is a a drink of water, you know, a, a fresh breath of air, like, ah, the weight, the restriction of the psycho-spiritual pain as an extra-sensitive person that we tend to carry as empaths, and that once we see this, and once we acknowledge it for what it is, start taking personal responsibility for our, our impact <clears throat> and how it's affecting the people around us. And um, a lot of times this is purely energetic. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be spoken about, especially um, to people that don't have the bandwidth for it. Like they're just not there yet without making them wrong, without judging them, without um, trying to move them along down the journey with they're just not ready. Maybe that's not their path at this time. And then to have a deep compassion um, without trying to fix or change anyone, without trying to make anybody wrong, without... Um, blame or shame or guilt and that's the real challenge of being and living from ground zero it's a level of taking responsibility for your experience and letting other people have their experience whatever that may be and realizing that um, that it's all oh Okay, all of it is essential to this process of um, awakening. So that's what I wanted to share with you. I'm going to leave it there for today. If I'd love to hear any of your comments or questions, as usual. And um, any recommendations or suggestions you have for future topics. Um, how are you doing with this process? What is your experience? What are you going through? What are you noticing? Not only if you are sensitive, Maybe you are and you never thought about it that way. Um, let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback and hear about your experience um, because it informs my practices and the work that I do as well. And um, I'm going to be putting together a um, New Year's end of the year event, which I will be posting on my Facebook page and my Instagram page and probably somewhere else. So um, I will inform you about the dates and the times and um, invite you to come. All right. Until next time, please remember what a valuable treasure you are. And bye for now.